What's cracking, everybody? I'm AC Ridenauer, and this is the Nomad Theory. That was just me singing my own intro song, even though it was already playing in the background of this, I'm sure. Today, I was in a good mood. I liked the way my brain was working. I had my recording studio already set up, doing a couple batched intros for other episodes and decided I'm going to start a little mini-sode series here for in between or maybe in place of another episode interview on one of the Wednesdays at 420. That's when you can check out the Nomad Theory every time it comes out, 420 on Wednesdays. And this is just kind of stockpile because I'm a nomad and I may or may not be here next week. I probably will be, but just in case... This is a mini-sode based on an article that I wrote for a magazine. It has to do with learning languages by living instead of just sitting in a classroom. So please enjoy this free-form explanation of what I mean by learning languages by living. I'm your host, AC Ridenauer. Stay wild, folks. As some of you may know, from an earlier episode of The Nomad Theory called Who is Chuck Wild? I described how I had gone to school for a single year after high school. School meaning uh, higher education in college. What I would like to talk about is a Spanish course that I took at that university for literally the entire year. I had it five days a week for two semesters because I had taken French in high school And if anyone hasn't told you this, definitely take the last year of French, whatever it is, your junior year. I dropped out in 10th grade, and then they made me go back because that one little junior year worth of French, not doing that was what made me unable to get the credits to pass in college. So I had to go and take another whole language from the very beginning. So I decided to take Spanish class under the impression that it would be a lot easier and that's the way my mind worked back then. But I took this class, and La Profesora was very attractive, which didn't necessarily have anything to do with how I did, but I almost fell asleep every single day, and I rarely opened my mouth to anybody. There was maybe two other kids that I talked to briefly, but I didn't. I don't, couldn't tell you their names by a long shot right now. There were probably some days where I said absolutely nothing. And in short, I pretty much failed it, I think. I didn't even think I cared enough to go back and see how I had done. Sorry, mom and dad. So that setting I determined was not congruent with my learning style. There was no real world application whatsoever. You sat and did scantrons every day, maybe a video course at night or something you had to fill out on the internet. And then when you got into class, you just fumbled through whatever the teacher had to t- told you you had to do that day. Hating it is what I did mostly. But on the other hand, after I began traveling and spent time in South America, namely Chile, Argentina, and Peru, the language was prevalent and I had no other choice but to learn Spanish. It became an actual necessity in a lot of cases. And I realized how important it was to be able to connect with native speakers in their own tongue beyond simple get-to-know-you pleasantries. If you wanted to survive in a lot of cases, I mean, in most places there are English speakers you can find. 
that will be able to help you, which is kind of, it, it's a debilitation in a lot of cases because then everyone wants to practice their English with you. But for the most part, you should really figure out how to speak their language if you want to get the full experience of any place. I've, I learned that you had to structure it into your environment with a purpose and intention. If you really wanted to make progress, which you totally can, I think anyone if you're in that environment, you're living with it every single day, can learn the language. So I, I thought I was terrible at learning languages. Obviously, I failed Spanish. I had always told myself every single time I was in any sort of language class, oh, I'm no good at languages because I wasn't in that class. It sucked. But by employing several tools, I've learned how to get this intrinsic motivation that the grade point average never could give me so I figured out a few practices and through employing these in various places I was able to become conversationally fluent in about seven months meaning I could carry a conversation on with pretty much anyone at any time that I needed to it may have been slightly different like I maybe wouldn't have been able to say the word for groundhog but I would have been able to say the little brown animal that burrows under the, the ground and you hunt for it sometimes in the year. So it's like harder to get to the actual word, but you can get there if you really need to. That's what I would call conversationally fluent. And the number one for me, most important leading up to the trek was Duolingo. I'm sure people have heard of it. It's kind of a popular app. It's one of the most popular on the app store which is a free language learning app and i would say it takes you to about 10 percent of the way by after you've completed the entire course it took me about five months and having uh, my business partner at the time as a partner and that made me get stuff done that made me actually do the lessons because you can set it up where the other people hear or the other people get to see what you are doing, like which lessons you did that day, and you can make a little bit of a competition out of it. So that was crucial to me. Plus, actually going to a Spanish-speaking country within those five months was extremely important too. I think I finished it before I got there. And even did some of it after I got there because they continuously put up new course, new new lessons, and it, you just get deeper and deeper into it. It's amazing. Very, very best free app ever. So that built up a foundation that it, when I got there, I was able to apply in very uh, chill circumstances. If I had a like a common question, then I can ask it. And then once you get past that common question, you build another one and you just keep going on from there. And number two, another very important aspect of the language integration process was working. I worked as a volunteer, so... I was still expected to complete tasks even though I was getting paid. And if I couldn't understand what the person, usually my boss or maybe even a customer, wanted, then I couldn't deliver that. And nobody gets happy when you tell the chef that the customer wants a hamburger, but they actually ordered a veggie burger. So you got to figure that kind of stuff out or else you're not going to be able to work effectively and you might lose your job or your volunteering position. Plus, there's no other place 
where there's no education structure, I guess you could say, but you're still learning applicable skills and doing things that are very practical. Some of the first words I learned were tools because I was working on a construction site and then you learn how the tools work and then by just learning those vocabulary words and hearing them in that that environment, then you're picking up on the grammar without even thinking about it. And the grammar doesn't change once you change the vocabulary. So once you learn all the tool words, then you can go into the kitchen, learn all the kitchen words and all the foods, and then take all those and apply them to some kind of philosophy. And at that point, you're basically conversational. I think people get this idea of fluency and they think, oh, I got to be able to speak exactly like a native speaker. That's what fluent means. But you're never going to really sound like them. Number three, I highly recommend taking an intensive course. They have these language centers all over the cities, all over the main cities. Some some have multiple. There's probably 10, 15 in, just in Cusco alone. I did mine in Argentina for less than 8 bucks an hour. I think it was literally $7 an hour, like what you'd pay a like minimum wage here in the United States. I was sitting down with just me and one other teacher, and she had all like a whole system. You could It was called like Spanish in three weeks or something. So I stayed in one town, I was working, dry, and biking too, biking or running or walking, whatever, it was actually two or three miles away, it was kind of a pain in the butt a lot of times, but I got to pass the grocery store and get some grub before heading back home. But the point of this is that once you, ha- once you are in the situations where you're working and you're learning on a regular basis with these people, then once you have a teacher, it gives you like an extra level, an extra guidance there they have the papers they have the books they have everything for you to study from you can go home and make flashcards that's what i did i was sitting there i have stacks and stacks of flashcards i just cut out of my notebook and they give you tasks to do so you you have a reason to show up and like i actually did my homework and in that scenario being just with me and the teacher there was no way for me to just sleep and flunk out number four another hugely important aspect of this process is to read books in the language my first one, I think, was called, that uh, was in my possession, was Todo es Negociable. It was like, everything is negotiable. I think it was translated into Spanish, which is easier in a lot of cases to read for non-native Spanish bakers. And then I think the second one was Chamber of Secrets, but I never actually finished that. And then the one I did finish was called El Secreto, which was the secret, if you ever heard that wacky hippie hoo-ha movie. It's all about the uh, law of attraction. But the point of reading the book is to make the information you're reading about relevant and and interesting to you so it can become immediately useful. And if it was something you were already going to read in English, you just doubled applicability and the benefits of the efforts you're putting forth. Because it's got pain in the butt. You're going to have days where your brain is so exhausted and dead, you can't do anything after 10 p.m. But having information that is interesting to you in your heart, it's not so hard to push through those tough times. And number five, probably one of my personal favorites and one that I think is the most effective is to have a romantic interest. What better motivation than love? Spend one week trying to court a beautiful person from the native land and tell me this technique does not work wonders. So all things considered, learning a new language is 
a challenge. However, under the right circumstances, it's not only possible, but a challenge worth accepting. I really hope these tips helped. Those are the five top things that I did when I was traveling and ended up being able to speak. As I've discussed, what I'd call conversational fluency. It's uh, less than being a native speaker, but you definitely can get around. Thank you very much for listening to The Nomad Theory and Juanitos for their song Cool Reggae Party, of course. Really appreciate you guys. This has been a mini-sode. I'm AC Ridenauer. Stay well, folks.